What's going on, listener? Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerdistology, you're going to find Irvin talking about San Diego Comic Con. From Bill Nye, the Science Guy trailer, all the way to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything in between. Well, at least he's going to try. If you're new around here, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, drop that five-star, hit the subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us, help us grow this audience. We love bringing this content out to you guys. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by, Panzer Vor! What's going on, all you nerds? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Scarlet Nerdster, the nerdiest nerd alive. No, I don't know. Probably, maybe, probably not, probably not. Anyways, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so pumped to talk about this episode because there's so much to unpack from this past weekend at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Now, I wish I could have been there, but obviously, you know, the lotteries and COVID and money and all that kind of stuff getting in the way. Oh, and work and girlfriends and all that kind of stuff, right? Freaking life, man. Life gets in the way of me having fun. So yeah, couldn't couldn't get there, couldn't go. Uh, sadly, maybe in the future, we will be able to go at some point. And actually, fun fact, I was supposed to go to Comic Palooza here in Houston, which is our own little Comic Con. It's about a week beforehand. So since I haven't seen them in three years, I figured, you know, hanging out with them is probably a little bit higher priority than uh, a Comic Con. Sadly, much to my chagrin, I did have a wonderful time spending it with my family. Again, hadn't seen them in three years, and having everybody together just felt absolutely right. We hung out by the pool, we drank drinks, we celebrated mom's 70th birthday, uh, baseball games, swimming. Did I already say swimming? It's hot, so I'm going to keep saying swimming because it's super hot out. Dinners, lunches, malls, gifts, all that jazz. So good time with the family. But that's not why you're here, right? You are here to hear, <laughs> here to hear, what happened at San Diego Comic-Con. And I'm going to try to go through all of it. It's just so much to unpack. I will do my best. I'm sure one or two things are going to be left out, especially because the MCU, Kevin Feige, you know, they showed up there. They did the uh, the panel and uh, it was some epicness. So let's talk about it all. Marvel's going to be at the end here. Just throwing that out there as a caveat. To start off with, you can go to YouTube and watch all the trailers that debuted. One of them that caught my eye right off the rip is the Bill Nye the Science Guy special that he's doing. The trailer basically shows he's going to go through five or six different catastrophes that are endangering human nature. You know, I'm sure overpopulation, asteroid, nuclear warfare. I bet he's going to tackle all those things. So he is, this is kind of his wake up America, wake up world Let's try to fix the world. So I'm actually pretty interested to see how that's going to come out. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. It looks a little cheesy, but whatever. I digress. While nerdy, that's probably not the real nerd stuff that you're looking for, right? So let's dive a little bit deeper into some of that nerdier stuff that happened. One of the other trailers that really caught my interest, and it was actually the first one that I saw, was the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves trailer that is starring 
Chris Pine. It has Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, uh, Rosé Jean-Page, Sophia Lillis, Hugh Grant. And this trailer looks absolutely epic. CGI looks on point. Action looks great. Uh, you have a female lead in there that's being a badass, right? So it's got some of the wokeness that is the uh, flavor of the culture right now, if you will. We also have Chris Pine as the lead, and it's got a little bit of humor sprinkled in there. Now, there has been a Dungeons & Dragons movie that happened in the past. Also funny, not that great of a movie. However, I did enjoy it, and I would still watch that to this day. But it's been a minute. Maybe that's something we can review here in the future with the boys. But you have to go watch this trailer. Actually, head over to our Instagram page, nerd.nostalgia, and find that trailer on our wall. It's called The Wall, I guess. Page? I don't know. Find it there. You'll see it. It's a big old dragon. Uh, it's like the second or third post from the newest one. It's a big dragon. Click it, watch it, laugh a little bit, and be impressed by it as I was. I'm going to skim over a couple things that uh, I had read in an article that I just absolutely have no idea about. have never heard of any of this, so just know that they did something on there. So, Ghosts, they, uh, they premiered at San Diego Comic-Con 2022, and so what they did is they posted some bloopers. Looks like a comedy show, not really sure what it's about. Another show that I don't know anything about is called Abbott Elementary Class in Session. Uh, it had... Um, Quinta Brunson and other cast members, Tyler James Williams, Janelle James, uh, and they talked about season two on the uh, ABC channel. So it's a sitcom. It's supposed to return in the fall. Uh, trailer I did watch, which I have zero interest in from a personal standpoint, because uh, I get the old uh, Twilight vibes, is Teen Wolf, the movie. Has a lot of B players in there, B actors. I feel like it's tied into the story. I don't know anything. There's no history for me there, so I don't know about it. I'm going to leave all the Marvel stuff towards the end just because there's so much to cover, and I want to try to cover that the most. Something else that did capture my attention was the National Treasury Edge of History kind of uh, show that's going to happen. So they debuted a first teaser during Comic-Con. Now, I don't know about you, but I was a huge fan of the originals with Nick Cage as uh, front and center there. This is going to be a show that's going to be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be centered around a female lead, and she is you know, tracing her family history and uncovering some truths and going beyond that. So if it has you know, even a hint of what the original was, then it should be a good show. But uh, National Treasure, Edge of History, Disney+. Plus. Check it out. Ben Siller also posted uh, something on his Twitter. He posted, just had a full-on hashtag MDE with at Tramel Tillman and Mr. Adam Scott and Britt Lauer, Lower, and Jen Tullock and Dan Exrion. So something about Severance. I guess it's a TV show that's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. Looks like it's a corporate type of environment show. I, I really don't know anything about it. Um curious but I don't have Apple TV so I probably won't invest in it just for that show although there was another Jason Momoa show and that looks hella good the C it um post-apocalyptic kind of futuristic I don't know looks really good uh season two I think is debuting or maybe even a later season but regardless it did capture my attention but uh likely still won't do the Apple plus just 
not many things that warrant me wanting it. Anyways, I digress. Continuing on, there was a trailer for the final season of The Walking Dead. Or the Lost Episodes is what it was called. Last episode, sorry, not Lost. Um... I'm just like, all right, finally, like, let's get that out of the way. I watched the first, like, probably three to four seasons, maybe even five, but then it just got so repetitive that I was like, I can't keep watching this. I feel like a madman, you know. Uh, it's defined as continuing to do the same thing and expecting different results. So I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm over this. So rest assured, I will not be listening, watching that. But if you uh, if that's your jam, man, go for it. Absolutely go for it. Ooh, something that does interest me that I will be watching that I'm excited for, John Wick for teaser. During the panel, actually, he talked about Berserker, or B-R-Z-R-K-R, -R, Berserker, uh, the comic that he helped create that's pretty much mirrored after him. It's basically an immortal John Wick is really what it is. Kind of the old guard meets John Wick, if I had to compare it to anything. But they talked about some of the uh, expansion that they're trying to do with the franchise. Uh, you know, trying to get it into film, TV, and books. So that's something exciting to look forward to. But John Wick 4, they're swords, bro. It looks absolutely epic. I'm excited to see that. It looks like they are upping it from the previous movies. So very, very excited to dive deeper into that lore. I'm also waiting and anticipating the hotel, whatever the hotel is called, for that show to debut, uh, where it's going to be centered around other killers, around other assassins in that world and kind of showing us a little bit more insight to it. So uh, I think it's just going to be called The Hotel, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and duh, uh, there's going to be a two-season anime. It's currently in the early animation um I guess, development stages. It's going to be produced by studio production IG, which are known for Psychopaths, and then more importantly, more importantly, Haikyuu, which is a anime on volleyball, which before you roll your eyes at me, it's actually a really good anime. If you are an athletic person, have played volleyball, have watched volleyball, if you've, you're just like a competitive person just in general, you're going to enjoy this. Highly recommend. There's also Kuroko's basketball. Very similar plot just with basketball instead of volleyball. But I digress. Both really good. Check them out. Crunchyroll, Hulu. They're both on there. Maybe even Netflix. But I digress. Back to, uh, back to this stuff here. The big, big takeaways from these things that are not Marvel related are going to be actually fantasy-based. So you have House of the Dragon. It's literally a couple weeks away, a few weeks away, and we actually have an episode with the boys talking about Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. So be on the lookout for that here in a few weeks. We'll end up posting that after I finish editing and all that kind of stuff. But man, oh man, House of the Dragon looks really good. Not gonna lie. Uh, very similar plot points to Game of Thrones. You know, a blonde woman trying to gain the throne. Uh, in this situation, it's never happened before. So getting that whole storyline. But it's also going to be about the civil war that the Targaryens go through. Lines of succession, pol uh, politics, hopefully less incest, but who knows. There's also going to be more dragons. 
Now, my big hope for it is some of the best scenes that ever came from Game of Thrones were from just them talking, from Peter Dinklage monologues or Peter Dinklage dialogue with somebody else. Uh, another good one is Jon Snow and Peter Dinklage. Uh, there's just so many good good ones. Uh, Brienne of Tarth and Jamie Lannister, you know, when he's talking about the Mad King and why he killed him and, you know, after saving Brienne, all these things. And when he really, George R. R. Martin really switches your viewpoint on that character. But the CGI is cool. Dragons are cool. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be more dragons than this. But the best part of the show from Game of Thrones was the dialogue and the acting. But I digress. So I'm hoping that House of the Dragon has a bunch of that. Uh, I'm a little nervous because not much source material, but it looks like George R. R. Martin is attached to it a lot more than he was previously. Hopefully this doesn't uh, become detrimental to his health and he stays alive and he can finish the freaking book. God almighty, it's been 10 years, uh, way overdue, but you know he's living his life. He's in his uh, 70s, maybe even into his 80s. And, uh, you know, he's hit success here at the uh, tail end of his life. So by all means, enjoy it. I just hope that he has a specific ghostwriter in mind to finish the series that likely he won't. Hashtag Wheel of Time. <laughs> but the other fantasy show that I'm most excited for, that the streaming wars, the IP wars, whatever you want to call it, is the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power that's going to be on Amazon. Holy smokes. So the three biggest things that have come out from San Diego Comic-Con that weren't superhero related, that weren't specifically Marvel related, were going to be Lord of the Rings, House of the Dragon, and then Dungeons and Dragons. And we'll get into DC here in a second because um, it's kind of a whole little thing that I want to get into. But Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, oh my God, go watch this trailer. It is freaking epic. I remember reading that they were investing half a billion dollars into this production and wow, 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 does it not show. Holy smokes, it looks absolutely epic. It's sort of an origin story for how things got to the point of The Lord of the Rings. So it's set as a prequel. Obviously, you know ultimately what's going to happen, but how you get there I think is going to be the interesting points. And so I'm excited for this show. I love Lord of the Rings. I just rewatched The Fellowship of the Rings the other day. And uh, I plan on finishing the other two before this premieres. But trust, go and watch that trailer. It's, uh, it's freaking epic. Just a few more things that I want to talk about. The Players of Mythic Quest Season 3. Uh, they gave us a little intro to that. So that's going to come out again. Set to debut in the fall. There is a Star Trek Universe panel that happened. So it had, you know, Patrick Stewart, Jack Quay, Tawny Newsom, uh, Noel Wells, all those folks. So, you know, they're continuing on with, uh, with the Star Trek Universe. I don't know any more than that just because I'm not a Trekkie, sadly. Uh, but I, I say that I'm not a Trekkie. The only lore and mythos that I do know is from the Chris Pine movies, which I liked. Um, I hear there's mixed reviews within the Star Trek community. If there is, comment, tell us, tell me about it. Educate me, enlighten me. I, I really don't know. A couple other things that uh, I want to talk about are American Dad and Family Guy. Uh, season 21 set to premiere. Uh, same voice actors all coming back. All right, but finally, I want to talk about Warner Brothers 
and they're two big movies that they're doing um, that are not Superman, but a Superman type. And it's Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods, starring Dwayne Johnson and Zachary Levi, respectively. So Black Adam has been doing a great job with The Rock because, number one, people pay to go see The Rock because he is just a national treasure. We love The Rock. You know, from having $8 to now, you know, grossing a billion dollars, he uh, he has come a long way. So uh, hashtag goals for my beautiful bald brother because I, too, am bald. Anyways, <laughs> it's called God's Haircut, people. It's called God's Haircut. No, the interesting thing is that they thought they were doing something with this, the trailer looks awesome. They have, I've, you know, talked about it here recently. Go back to that episode. Listen to the Black Adam episode if you want to know about the uh, characters that are going to be in it. The Justice Society of America, which I actually think I don't address at all. Um, comic books that you should be chasing for it. Their superpowers and origin stories, like all that stuff. I, I go into all the details about that. So go check that episode out. Uh, just, you know, scroll through and click it. But... Black Adam, they did this whole ensemble and like, you know, really hyped it up. But uh, as Dwayne The Rock or AKA Dwayne The Black Adam Johnson, that's the name of the episode, is um, discussing the film. Everybody had been speculating and talking about that Henry Cavill was rumored to show up there because of some of the things that The Rock had said previously. Well, lo and behold, he did not show up. And so... He kind of got booed while he was out there when asked, you know, who would win in a fight between Black Adam and Superman. And his response was, it depends who's playing Superman. So that garnered him some boos, which is crazy because, again, The Rock is such a beloved, you know, icon for American culture, American pop culture, and just a good, good human being all around. So the fact that that warranted that, I was like, wow. Still excited for this. The movie looks great. I think it has potential to boost the DCEU, but for the love of God, Warner Brothers, just get your S-H-I-T together. I'm going to say this again. I've been preaching this, and I'm hoping somebody out there with, you know, some power catches wind of this. Here's how you fix your Etra Miller problem. Number one, don't work with him. Buy him out of his contract, whatever it is. I don't know how all that works. What you're going to do is you're going to make a statement, market that you are not going to work with him post the Flash movie. Say it simultaneously. Promote both. Promote the movie and then say that. We do not condone Etra Miller behavior. Keep saying that. Actually state that after this movie, you're going to kill the character in the future. Here's how you kill the character without paying Etra Miller. Find somebody that looks like him. Leave him in the suit. Set up a crisis event, an infinite crisis event whatever. Have him sacrifice, like in the comics, sacrifice himself to save the super friends, whatever it may be, to go back in time and save all of humanity, whatever it is. Boom. Shoot over to a little redhead that is his uh, family, that is related to him, Wally West, and then boom, you have your Flash. You can even tie in the Speed Force choosing Wally West, and people will still accept that. Find somebody that is smart alecky like Ryan Reynolds. I always thought he would have made the perfect Wally West. He He's just quippy enough. So find somebody quippy. Find somebody a little bit more muscular. They don't have to be jacked, but just a little bit more muscles would be great. But what you do is you keep that stunt double 
in the suit and then kill off the character on camera. So you kill the Flash and in turn you kill Barry Allen, which kills Etra Miller. And then boom, you are open to start fresh with a whole new person. And it could even be a younger person. So you have them for a longer period of time as far as contracts are concerned. You're welcome, WB. You're freaking welcome. But yeah, that's what I would personally do. Uh, number one, to save money. Number two, to save face. And number three, to really just start fresh. But they need somebody at the helm, man. They need somebody like Kevin Feige that has a little bit of knowledge of the comics. You know, hire a bunch of nerds that know the books well enough. The fact that they're kind of veering off from the Flashpoint storyline upsets me a bit because that is one of the greatest storylines ever written. But I, you know, heard and read that the Flashpoint movie that's coming out with Etra Miller uh, got really good receptions prior to him being an a-hole and uh, trying to fight people out in Hawaii. Number one, I would have loved to have been in Hawaii and just uh, gotten into a fight with this dude because A, I would have whooped his ass, shown him what the fuck was up. Sorry for my language there, y'all. And then two, I would have sued him afterwards um, for all the money that he has so he can learn a lesson. So some people out there in the world, man, they really just need to get popped in the mouth and, you know, learn that there's consequences to your actions. But, you know, I digress. He's a young dude. He clearly needs help. Uh, so maybe that's another route that they can go. Maybe WB is like, hey, we are going to, you know, publicly say that this man needs help. Here's our help. If he rejects it, then go my route. Do the stuff that I was saying, because that's honestly the easier route. But Two things to fix the uh, DCEU. That, get rid of Etra. Two, uh, go ahead and find somebody that is at the helm, that is controlling all of the stories, so they can kind of intertwine a little bit. They don't have to automatically be, like, you know, sequential. Just make them kind of interloop a little bit. Like, reference this character. Maybe, you know, have somebody cross over. That kind of stuff. Talk to the Have the directors kind of talk to each other. Still let them do their thing, but have them kind of talk to each other. Oh, one more thing. You can still have Henry Cavill. Whatever it is that he wants, please give it to him. The fans that pay for uh, for you to create the movie, for you to make profit, are asking to have Henry Cavill. He is the greatest Superman ever, and you gave him one movie, technically, you know, two, three, whatever, but give him his own solo movies. Just finish out two more movies with him, and then maybe give him, like, two or three other, like, cameos, crossovers, whatever you want. And I promise you, you will sell tickets and you will create the DCEU. So this is what I would do personally. I would build, well, kind of create, build, create a Final Crisis event. The reason I bring up Final Crisis is because that's the first debut of Calvin Ellis. And if you've read this, you know, you see all of the Superman coming together to fight evil. So you could still even tie in the Michael B. Jordan Valzad story that he's going to do. I don't know if he's just producing or writing or starring in it, but I know he has a hand in it. I hope he honestly is starring in it because he's a great actor and I think he would be perfect for the role. So what you do is you create a second Man of Steel movie, uh, you know, call it Son of Krypton, the last Son of Krypton, right? This is what I would do, the last Son of Krypton, have him fight the bad guys, whatever, he wins at the end, and then a boom tube opens up at the end, 
and through that boom tube, it's a little bit different than the ones we've seen. Different flare, maybe it's brighter, maybe you know you go from that dark kind of image that uh, that DC has to a brighter, lighter version, and in pops out Calvin Ellis or Val Zod and says, Kal-El, I need your help. Boom, end credits, done. Do you know how, how crazy the internet would go if you did that? They would lose their absolute minds. From there, I would title the next movie, Supermen. This is where you have two Supermen fighting one bad Superman, let's say Ultraman, for example. You can start the movie with the origin story of Ultraman and kind of differ differentiating his power and his rise to power. And then you have the two Supermen cross over into this other universe because you had, you know, the Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor or the Joker Jester version crossover into uh, Earth 616, whatever it is, right? Earth Prime, that's what it is. Sorry, I'm confusing Marvel and DC real. But you have that person cross over into it and reach out and be like, hey, we need your help. And then they go and fight that bad guy. From there, this can build up to a final crisis event or whatever other event you have. DC, you have, you've made so many throughout time. Pick and choose. Pick a little bit from each of them. You, you have all of this at your disposal. That's what I would do. You would do an Avengers-like story at that point where maybe it's the evil Justice League, a.k.a. the Syndicate versus the Justice League, and then boom, minds blown across the world, across the universes. All right, I haven't even gotten to Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Looks absolutely epic, just as hilarious as the first, kind of on the same tier. Um, you could still throw them into some of the Superman mix. I don't know. Yeah, let's go watch the Shazam trailer. It's actually really funny, too. Um, really interesting characters that they're going with for the bad guys. So, uh, are we going to see Black Adam and Shazam? I think eventually we will. It just makes absolute sense. Um, I'm hoping that Henry Cavill Superman will show up as well. But maybe that's down the line. Maybe they're still talking to him. Maybe it'll happen. Okay. We just spent 26 minutes talking about nothing Marvel related. I'm half debating with myself to wait and do all of those because there's just so much. But you know what? I say we power through it, y'all. Let's crank through this. There's there's no there's no number two. It's going to go quicker than the 26 minutes because I did go on a little tangent here. Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. You got a first clip at it. Looks like a kiddish version story time. I don't know. It, it looks like it's just completely made for little kids. I am Groot trailer revealed five stories of Groot kind of just doing exploratory things and having little adventures that looks again for kids, but also for adults as well. Like I feel like adults would appreciate it. Season two of Marvel's what if is going to happen. Another one that kind of is stemming from that is Marvel zombies on Disney plus it's going to have gore baby gore splatter what you want from a zombie show is what they're saying spider-man freshman year animated series coming in 2024 and then one of the bigger announcements is the x-men 97 set to premiere in the fall of 2023 so a continuation from the original which kind of abruptly ended and people loved and i grew up watching every single saturday morning with my older brother that uh, eventually got me into where I'm at right now as far as a human is concerned and loving nerd stuff. From there, we got a look at the new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania poster revealed. 
uh, go look at the poster. Tell me what you see. There's three people on there. So uh, everybody's specking that Cassie Lang is going to finally become. I won't even spoil it. We'll go from there. Uh, they teased Jason Aaron's Avengers finale and Jonathan Hickman's next series. Uh, they told us that phase four is going to end with She-Hulk and Black Panther Wakanda forever. Holy smokes, Black Panther Wakanda forever looks like an absolute wonderful movie. Looks like they're leading heavy into the older actresses. The, uh, apologies. The more seasoned actresses and uh, really leaning into their experience. And so I'm excited for that. The question that people are having is, who is the Black Panther? Is it Killmonger? There's that theory. Is it Nakia? That's another theory. If you're a smart betting man, then your money is on Shuri, uh, just based off of the comics. So we'll see who ha what, what happens. Is it M'Baku? Probably not. That's definitely not. But my dark horses are Nakia and Killmonger coming back for it. So... A, bet, a smart betting man would bet Shuri, though. Uh, they announced the... They showed the new She-Hulk trailer. Uh, and it's also revealed that the title is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Blade is getting a release date for 2023. Secret Invasion coming out in spring 2023. A big thing that they announced, Marvel's Thunderbolts. So not only did they tell us what's happening with phase four they showed us what's going to happen in phase five and some of phase six with the ending being thunderbolts captain america new world order ant-man and the wasp will have king the conqueror modok and bill murray and then the big things marvel's multiverse saga with avengers Secret Wars and Avengers Kang Dynasty as the titles to those two movies. And then they just recently hired the Shang-Chi director to direct those movies, which that's a tall order in my opinion for him. Oh, 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 I completely also overlooked Daredevil is showing up in the She-Hulk show along with the Echo show. But then he's also getting his own series called Daredevil Born Again, where both Charlie Cox and... Uh, Mr. D'Onofrey, I, I don't, I can't pronounce that right now. Um, but he's getting there. Charlie Cox is getting an 18 episode show. So super exciting stuff. Uh, I told y'all I was going to crush that. I did it in five minutes. I actually really rushed through that and I'm sure I'm missing stuff. Uh, I'm excited for secret invasion. I'm excited for phase five and six. I didn't think they would show that the crazy part about them announcing all of this is that, you know, they had an hour to go through all of this, right? Because I believe that's the length of the panels. They probably went a little over because it's Marvel. But they still have D23. And they said, hey, we're going to show you all some stuff, but this isn't everything. And I feel so bad for DC and, you know, Black Adam and Shazam and uh, just because, and Batgirl and all that, just because they're overshadowed every time. Every time DC does something kind of big, immediately gets outshined by Marvel. But when you have somebody at the helm and is leading everybody, it it becomes easy. So that's going to be it, guys. Um, what did I miss from San Diego Comic-Con? Were you there? Uh, send me pictures. I'll repost them gladly. Um, let's talk about it. What did you think was the biggest 
moment from San Diego Comic-Con. Let's let's do this a little different. Give me biggest Marvel moment, biggest Marvel history, news, whatever you want to call it. Give me the biggest DC, and then give me the biggest non, let's call it indie, uh, event or trailer or news that came out of it. That's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Guys and gals, I should say. I really got to get in the habit of that. Thank you, guys and gals, for joining me today. I'll catch you all on the next episode. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, drop a five-star, tell your friends, family, coworkers, help us grow this audience. Thank you for joining me today. And of course, remember, stay nerdy, my friends. That's a terrible catchphrase.